this early NL Futures edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Sign up at gametime.co. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off. Gametime.co, promo code CFBX. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Monday, uh, December the 18th, exactly one week away from Santa Claus coming to visit the hardest working man in sports betting, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Hello, Moonaf. How are you? Uh, doing well. What's going on? I know baseball is. Uh... I guess the dust has settled a little bit after the Otani news. And yeah, I know you and I were talking offline right now that we're about two weeks away from the, the calendar year turning and we're already going to be doing division <laughs> previews and all that good stuff. And before we know it, baseball season is going to be here. I mean, it, it, the off season just goes by too fast in MLB mail. You've got a bit of a Santa Claus vibe going on, actually, Muna. You, uh, you, 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 you look a bit like him. Oh yeah, I haven't uh, gotten to the barber yet to uh, <laughs> to get cleaned up before the holiday season. So uh, that is on the to do list this week for sure. That there's no doubt about that. Oh, Had I known I was recording you. with you today, Mal, I would have gotten. I would have gone over the weekend to you know <laughs> getting all that done. But here we are. I was talking about your belly, not your hair, and being me. <laughs> don't, don't quite know what the barber can do about that. Um, this is a great time of year for sport, though. It's, I mean, you had we had the NFL all last night. The Premier League, there's a million games a day from now, right the way through until the new year. Um, the Darts World Championships on over here, which is a huge betting thing. It might not sound much to you, but it's a giant, it's a cultural uh, thing. Even just now, just as we started recording this, I said to you, oh, Moon after a uh, there's a college football game just appeared yeah. on my TV live. Uh, Western Kentucky, Old Dominion have scored a touchdown already. So that's we can live bet that as we're going. Um, it's an unbelievable time of year for watching sport, for betting on sport. Uh, fantasy playoffs, the guillotine league still going, the, the pool picks are still going in, so loads of stuff. But the baseball, you've got to keep one eye on the baseball. I've drafted one best ball team already. There you um, go. Yeah, I enjoyed that. So I love just, do you know, every time the draft finishes, just draft another $10 best ball team. And it's one of those things that just keeps your mind active and it keeps you looking at the players and you're looking at ADPs and why is he moved and why. It's a great way just to keep your, your, keep your baseball mind a little bit sharp. But, um, I tuned into your show last week with the uh, American League show you did with Dylan. That was fun. And obviously there was a lot of show here, Otani talk on that one um so yeah we start with some news and notes and you just said that the otani chat has died down a little bit which means we can talk about some other stuff uh surrounding mlb and transactions wise um it, i mean we're, we're sticking with the dodgers really to start with in a tyler glasner yeah uh to the dodgers they took manuel Margot as well which doesn't uh, move the needle much but glass now 
Um, for Ryan Pepiot and Johnny DeLuca. So we'll talk about those two in a bonus. But Glasgow's really the, the headline. Glasgow is the headliner in this. Um, and it's a it's a health question mark, Moonaf. 120 innings uh, is a career high for him. But what you do get, if he's fit, is that great October starter. Um, and I kind of think the Dodgers, if any team can carry a luxury like this, then it is the Dodgers, because they will be able to backload other bodies behind him. So... Um, Glass now to the Dodgers. What was your thoughts on this, Muna? Yeah, I mentioned when they signed Otani that I think the first thing I tweeted after that is that they still needed to go out and get pitching, right? Because last season, it, they dealt with a lot of uh, injuries to that pitching rotation, right? We know Walker Bueller missed the entire year last year with TJ surgery. Um, Julio Rios was dealing with injuries and off the field stuff as well. Um, Clayton Kershaw fell off a little bit for the... Um, for the Dodgers rotation as well. So they kind of need to revamp it. And I feel like, and also Tony Gonson, I've been to mention his name and Dustin May from the previous year as well. So there's a lot of arms in this rotation that, that definitely can, they can set up one of the better starting rotations uh, in the national league when healthy. Um, but I feel like they're still in the market to go out and get another arm. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a frontline starter, like an ACE, um, but again, we know Otani's going to be not, he's not going to be pitching next year for the Dodgers because he's also dealing with a UCL injury, but you're going to get Walker Bueller back. I believe you have Kershaw on the lineup, what you're going to get out of Bobby Miller. Um, he's only should be able to improve, um, you know, as we get year to year with some of these younger guys, uh, you had Emmett Shaheen who had flashes last year as well. I know we talked about him a lot of last year. Um, and then you added Tyler glass now, right? And like you mentioned for Tyler glass now, it's, it's, a, it's about, it's about how many innings can he go, and is he going to be able to stay healthy for this rotation of the uh, uh, for the Dodgers? So, I think that they go out and get one more, maybe like a second, like a second uh, type of pitcher behind a, the ace of this rotation. I think they're going to be okay. I mean, the lineup speaks for themselves, but I, I think that you know, once they're able to put it all together, at the end of the day, they they are, I believe, the World Series uh, favorites right now. Obviously, with the signing of Otani, but I feel like they still need to get one more pitcher into that rotation. Yeah, I think they definitely will as well. I don't think there's much question about that at all. Um, the players went the other way. Classic kind of uh, Tampa Bay Rays players. If you could have picked a couple, you would have picked. Uh, so Ryan Pepiotti. Now we talked about him a lot at this, probably this time last year. Actually, yeah. I think he was. Oh, certainly more, maybe more spring training time. But I think he broke camp in the rotation, then got injured. Finished the season with a two seventy six ERA. Uh, which is maybe a little bit lucky. The underlying metrics maybe don't support that. And then they picked up Johnny DeLuca, uh, speed player, young guy, kind of um, just the kind of player, like I said, looks like a Tampa Bay Rays player that the Rays will work on and turn him into something. So um, they just look like, you see, yeah, classic Tampa, uh, Tampa players for me, Moon off here. Yeah, I mean, like for this Tampa organization, it's, I mean, there's, I think there's more question marks about what they want to do with their organization. I know there have been rumors about them um, trying to get a new stadium or if they're going to relocate and all that altogether. But there's also rumors, I know Dylan and I touched on this yesterday as well. I know we're talking about NL today, but that maybe Brandy or Rosarena's name may pop up in trade rumors as well. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Wander Franco after what he transpired last season about the all off the field stuff with him. So, um, you know, right now for this Tampa Bay Rays team, and you remind me every single year that there's a, there's, I always want to take the under on their regular season win total, <laughs> but they always find a way. Whatever it is, they always find a way to get over that uh, regular season win total. It doesn't pan out for them in the playoffs, but they're a great regular season team. 
My traditional LA Angels uh, bad bet is turning into your traditional Tampa Bay Rays bad bet. Yeah. I think we have one each. I think we just have to stick with it. Now, we win one year, Moon. Before we die, we'll get one of these right. Um, uh, the San Francisco Giants spent some money. I think they had to. Uh, they've tried to spend money for a few years and they can't. They can never uh, manage it. No one ever wants their money. But they did sign um, an interesting name as well, Jung Hoo Lee, the mm. uh, 2022 KBO MVP. Uh, 25 year old contact guy, um, six percent K rate. Uh, the most home as he's hitting the season is 15. I saw a comp for a kind of a, a Lewis Arias type of player, he's yeah. got um, straight to the top of um, their batting lineup on roster resource. Um, so yeah, and like I say, the Giants have been trying to spend this money for a long time, so eventually got around to, to picking up a, a not a big name, but a, someone with the potential to be. Yeah, I know. Again, the, obviously, in the last couple of off seasons, to you know, with Arson uh, Judge and Aaron Judge, whatever you want to call it, uh, Carlos Correa as well last season. So you know, they were trying to go out and make that big splash move, and they just haven't been able to do, uh, lure one of these big time uh, free agents uh, to San Francisco. Um, but again, this is another team that what was a couple seasons ago that won 100 plus games during the regular season. I know they let their uh, manager and Gabe Kepler go, but. Um, there's still talent on this team, but again, the the downfall for them, Mal, is that they play in the NL West because you have the Dodgers there. You know, you expect the Padres to be better, um, and it always turns into like a three horse race. And then the downfall yeah. of the Rockies and and um, who's the other for a team? Oh, the Diamondbacks. I mean, how could I forget about your Diamondbacks? Uh, okay. They made it to the World Series last year, so uh, I think. That if there's one team that does, you know, maybe take a step back this upcoming season, it may just be the San Francisco Giants, unfortunately. Um, the final name I wanted to mention was Seth Lugo. Um, yeah. Going to the Royals, which um, was obviously not a great... We're not, we're not expecting great things from the Royals, but I just had a little look at their, their kind of lineup. But they could be a sneaky a sneaky team this, this year. Cole Rare Riggins at the top of the lineup. He had a, a stunning season last, uh, last season. We enjoyed picking him numerous times. And they've got Michael Wacker in behind him. Seth Lugo, Brady Singer um, in his uh, SP4. And the lineup's not horrible as well, so at least the Royals are doing something, which is not something you can accuse. A lot of these teams, there is a bit of a glob of teams at the bottom who are doing absolutely nothing. But the Royals are sort of beavering away under the surface, trying to put something together, Muna. Yeah, for the Royals, it, I mean, I know we uh, saw the report, I don't know if you saw this or not, that Zach Grinke wants to come back and pitch another season as well okay. uh, for the Royals. So, I mean, you know, last year he was really good at home, for the Royals at Kauffman Stadium, but on the road he was atrocious. Um, Brady uh, Jordan Lyles, you know, that was a top topic of conversation last year about fading him. So, you know, if they're able to just slightly upgrade at those two positions or those two uh, guys in that rotation, I think they're going to be okay because we know the talent is definitely there in that in that in the in the batting lineup, right? We talk about the MJ Melendez's of the world, the Bobby Wood Juniors. Salvador Perez, I mean, he's just Mr. Consistent for that Royals lineup. So they have the names in that lineup. It's just about can they figure out the pitching, especially in a division, Mal, NAL Central. That's a lot of times it's wide open. I know we talk about the Guardians a lot of times, and we talk about the Twins, but, I mean, if, if the Royals can get it together, I know I like the Tigers to go over on their win total as well. So, I mean, this is going to be an intriguing division for the several years to come. Um, and, again, if the Royals can improve – in that pitching rotation, that they might be a force to be reckoned with as well. 
Yeah, the fact that we do like the Tigers tells you more about the division than anything else. I think yeah. there's more questions than answers. Uh, the Twins potentially trading a couple of their best players away. The White Sox are just a tyre fire at the minute. Guardians look like selling a lot of their assets. So, yeah, uh, the Royals could be uh, a sneaky little play um, next season. There's a couple of other um, available free agents that we're going to talk about in a moment. Let me tell you first about Underdog Fantasy. Um, great way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college, basketball and football. Just pick high roller on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Moonaf's favourite underdog picking for the Eagles game tonight is... Sprung this on you, Moonaf, sorry. DeAndre Swift, higher 57.5 rushing yards. There we go, DeAndre Swift, higher than 57.5 rushing yards. Watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. To advance in my fantasy league, I need Jalen Hurts to not play. Uh, or I've got about a two-and-a-half-point lead. I've got Smith and Jigba. So if I'm giving him six or seven points, um, I need to either Hurts not to play or to play very badly. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed that he... Uh, that he just have, have the week off, Jalen. Get yourself right. Um, you're not going to get the number one seed, so just recover. Uh, and let, That's the team that Dylan drafted for me as well. D-Rock uh, drafted that team for me. So um, he's, he's on a percentage, so me and Dylan want him to, uh, to advance. Available free agents then, most of the talk is about Yamamoto. Um, held a second meeting, apparently, with the two New York teams, both of them, uh, over the weekend. Both at his own request. Um, the Dodgers have still been cited as favourites for his signature. Boston, your Red Sox and the Giants made 300 million offers. So do you have a feeling about Yamamoto, uh, Muna? I think that he probably wants to team up with one of the Japan players, right? Like, I mean, the teams that you mentioned, they all have Japanese players. Um, yeah. Kodai Senga with the Mets. Obviously, uh, you know, Otani, um, the the Red Sox, uh, they signed um, last year. God, I, kept, I don't know why I keep... Uh, Yoshida. Yeah, I can, I know, yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, from last year as well. So I think that it'll probably end up being one of those teams. So... And again, I think we didn't even mention that Otani deferred six hundred eighty million dollars of his contract to the end of the end of the the year of I think the tenth year, where they're now allowing or not not allowing, but now that the Dodgers have more money to spend to get more players on this roster, so they're only paying him about two million per year uh, until the end of the contract. Uh, so again, that gives an opportunity for the Dodgers to also sign Yamamoto, and I think that you know we talked about it with the Dodgers that. If they're able to get Yamamoto into that that starting rotation, I think they're pretty much set at that point. And then you have three former MVPs in your in your in your everyday lineup, and I think you're good to go. Only downfall for the Dodgers is going to be that you still have Dave Roberts as as a manager uh, for the Dodgers. But yeah, just getting so getting back, you mentioned the the money situation. Um, it was quite interesting because the LA Dodgers have the same owner, Todd Bowley. As Chelsea in the Premier League. And I sent you a little video clip, didn't I? I videoed a little sports, Sky Sports News clip here of Chelsea have been doing the same thing mm. as in deferring payments, putting players on 10-year contracts. And the Premier League here has just voted to outlaw that practice, um, the kind of financial uh, fair play. 
Um, so the thing that Bowley's doing with Otani, he's tried doing over here, has got away with it for a couple of years, which has been outlawed. The longest you can now do it is five years. Um, wow. So just interesting that Bowley's obviously tried to bring that system across. But we're not having it moving off. We are fine upstanding people in this country to know. <laughs> hey, the man. Um, so Blake Snell's another one. Cy Young winner. 225 ERA last year. Um what Jordan Montgomery, there's a lot of pitchers kicking around. Yeah. Um, Jordan Montgomery was really good for the Rangers last year, dead solid profile. Strowman, Giolito, I think Frankie Montas is really interesting. Um, any thoughts on any of those names, Muna? Yeah, I think what I'm seeing for at least Blake Snell is that it seems like the Giants are the front runners uh, for uh, the services of the former Cy Young winner. Um, but I think if you're Blake Snell, like, you just probably want to go to the team that's going to pitch you the or uh, pay you the most amount of money because obviously you have that you have that on your resume that you're a former Cy Young winner, right? And I think that it'll probably be a National League team that signs him, whether that's going to be, I mean, even the Dodgers are um, rumored to be in this services, but I just don't think that they'll afford them. So I think it's either going to be, you know, the Giants are in the uh, conversation. I think if you're in the National League, I'm oh, sorry, the American League, maybe the Toronto Blue Jays are a team that needs some pitching as well. Uh, Mets are another team as well. So, I mean, whoever does get Blake Snell, if they're able to, or if he's able to really not repeat the performance of what he did last year, but I mean, if he's able to be above average, he's definitely a great pitcher to have into your rotation. Again, there's, there's no short of having great pitchers in your, in your starting rotation. So Blake Snell is only going to be a boost to any team that does pick him up. Yeah, that's it. Can can he repeat that performance? I'm not really convinced about Blake, so I'm not a huge fan. But you just used the words above average, and that's all he has to be, which is absolutely um, absolutely fine. On the other side of the ball, the main name I'm looking at here, really, uh, the last name I'm going to throw out at, at you, Moonaf, is Cody Bellinger. Um, yeah. Look, looking for $200 million. Whether he can get it, I don't know. Um, the Blue Jays and um, re-signing with the Cubs look like his two main options at the moment. Yeah, I'm not sure if I want to pay a guy that strikes out at the volume that he does uh, and paying him $200 million. Um, but, I mean, we know Bellinger has put together what I think was the MVP campaign uh, when he was with the Dodgers. Um, last season, he was okay with the Cubs. It'll be, it'll be fitting to see, and especially Johnny's reaction from going to possibly getting Otani to then settling for Cody Bellinger at a $200 or $200 million <laughs> price. I think that's definitely going to be interesting, but I mean, you know, Bellinger is a guy that we know we've seen it, that he can get it done, right? He's still 28 years young. You know, he's, this is his time to cash in uh, to getting a contract that, you know, he can set up for generational wealth and, you know, he's going to go out there and seek it. And there, is there going to be a team out there that's going to pay him that amount of money? I think there is, like you mentioned, the Cubs are in the conversation, the Blue Jays, Obviously, the Phillies are even in on the Bellinger, but it's going to be depending on what price do you want Cody Bellinger and if he's going to be your DA, or is he actually going to be an everyday player for you on the defensive side of the baseball. So, um, yeah, those are a couple of teams that I have been seeing. It's either going to be the Cubs and uh, the Blue Jays or even uh, the Phillies are in that conversation as well. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Moonaf. Um, so let's have a look around to some uh, betting markets uh, for this 2024 National League, see if there's anywhere where either of us would be interested in putting some money. Um, outright for the National League, I can't just split this up into tiers, Moonaf, and there's two clear favourites here. We've already mentioned them. Yep. Um, it's the LA Dodgers at 5-2, to two, plus 250. 
and the Atlanta Braves are at three to one. But, I mean, there's nothing much to say really about either of these teams. The odds reflect the chances. I think um, everybody's fully aware why they're favourites. We've already mentioned that the Dodgers need a little bit more pitching, but they will get them, no doubt. Um, and then Atlanta have done some quiet business. Um, they've added Jared Kellenick, Matt Carpenter, David Fletcher, just sort of bits and bobs players to fill the bench up, which is fair enough. Yeah. Um, and then really interested, actually, at the back end of the rotation is Ronaldo Lopez for Atlanta. So, yeah, some quiet business for Atlanta, but half a point sort of between them. Um, do you have a preference over these two teams? Or I certainly... When I'm looking for a future spare, I, I think I said with Scott a few weeks ago, I want to find a 50, 60, 70 to 1. I want to scatter gun half a dozen of those. And maybe in September, I've got one or two still going. And it's fun. And it's not going to make me rich, but it's something to talk about. I won't be having any uh, plus 250 or plus 3 to 1. But out, out of these two, Munaf, do you have a preference? Uh, I think for me, I would probably still look at the Braves. Um at that price like you mentioned i think they i think they still probably need some more pitching hopefully you can get a healthy season out of max freed i know he was in and out of the rotation last year since spencer strider was in that cy young conversation until he had a couple of bad starts in there and he fell out of that race uncle charlie morton's always going to be in there as well he's always reliable for you especially in the playoffs so um i feel like like the dodgers like you mentioned that i think they may just need to get one more arm into that rotation just because a lot of times for these starters that you know we're not able to see a full healthy season out of out of the, a lot of these guys. I mean, the batting lineup speak for itself. You have guys in there. We have probably three or at least four or five different guys in that uh, starting lineup um, that can hit thirty plus home runs. Right? We saw them do it last year. Ronald Acuna Jr. Obviously, the MVP of last year. Ozzy Albies has a great season. Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Marcel Ozuna, Michael Harris. I mean, the list goes on and on for this. Sean Murphy. Uh, for this uh, Atlanta Braves team. And like you mentioned, they added Jared Kalinick as well, who we know definitely has the potential. So if he's in that bottom of the lineup, providing some type of um, batting for average or even for power, I mean, that's a great addition for the uh, Braves to have. So, you know, they're well-managed. They're in a division, what I feel like, you know, we're not sure what we're going to get out of the Mets. Uh, we've heard the rumors that they want to maybe trade Pete Olsen and, and we'll see what happens. Or, sorry, Pete Alonso. Um so I think for the Braves, I mean, they're a great regular season team. Uh, I think I would probably, uh, I trust the manager more for the Braves. And again, like you mentioned, it's pretty much a couple of points that are separating this team because both of their win totals are at 101 and a half for this upcoming season. Um, next in, it kind of standalone here. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies are plus 650. Um, they're in kind of a little tier by themselves. Um, and for me, they're, they're kind of in no man's land in terms of where they are in the market. They're sort of mm -hmm. hovering. They're not quite with the top. They're a little bit better than the next tier that we're going to talk about. Uh, but they're pretty much an open book, I would say, um, in that everything looks really solid. Nothing's much changed. They've got a really solid rotation. We know where that lineup is. They, there's no reason why they won't do what they've done the last two seasons. But like I said, they're just... They're not the sort of nowhere for me. They're just hovering. Um, I don't really know what to make of the Phillies. I can't make a case for or against them. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Like, this is a team, like we talked about, right? The NL, NL East, right? You, you Braves are always going to be at the top of that division. And then it's always are either the Mets and then it's going to be the Phillies, right? But the Phillies are a team 
that I don't think they really care about winning the division because when they get into the playoffs, like we've seen over the last two seasons, that they can make a deep run, right? Obviously, two seasons ago, they got all the way to the World Series. I felt, unfortunately, fell a little bit short. Last season, uh, they fell short to the Arizona Diamondbacks, but they've gone to the championship series at minimum over the last two seasons. And when in, you have, you know, also in this league, a former MVP in Bryce Young, you have Trey Turner, Kyle Schwarber, who can hit 40-plus home runs for you when he stays healthy. Nick Castellanos had a great uh, postseason for this team as well. For me, the question is, what am I going to get out of the bottom of this order, right? Alec Bohm, yeah. uh, Bryson Stout, Brandon Marsh, JT Rilamuto is always consistent as well. So from those three guys, if I'm able to get at least two of those three guys to be adequate or average or slightly above average and to provide some support to the top of the order, I think they're going to be uh, another team that's going to be in the playoffs again next season. And who knows? Maybe they can make a run for the NL East division. And you talk about the rotation. Obviously, it starts with Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, two guys that are always in the conversation for Cy Young. Taiwan Walker, he can be serviceable as well. Ranger Suarez, we saw last season, had a stretch where he looked like a Cy Young candidate himself. Michael Lorenzen, you know, had had that potential for them, uh, this team as well. So, and again, I think that I think this rotation is going to be just fine. We have two workhorses in one A and one B, and Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. Uh, they're always going to be in that conversation of World Series, uh, you know, contenders. So I like this Phillies team, and again, they're not afraid to go out and make a move if they need to. So if you're a Phillies fan, you know, I would definitely be excited what the future holds for this team. It is that rotation because you say they've always had that one-two punch, but. If you're talking kind of in fantasy terms, Ranger Suarez, Taiwan Walker, and Christopher Sanchez are kind of all SP3s, really. It's not like yeah. a 3, 4, and 5. Yeah. Um, and that's a hell of a lot stronger than you'll see a, a lot of teams rolling out uh, towards the back end of a rotation. Uh, we uh, we liked Christopher Sanchez last year, what, 344 ERA? Yeah. Um, and it came from the Tampa Bay Rays, so you kind of know that, he was, uh, that he's pretty well-versed in what he's supposed to be doing too. Um, we get into the double-figure prices, moving up some of the fancier stuff. Um, let's tell you about game time tickets. I love buying tickets for people for Christmas because I am incredibly lazy uh, and fairly thoughtless. Um, tickets are an unbelievable thing to buy. Tickets always buy my mum, my sister. Tickets for the theatre, comedy, um, or you can get friends, uh, sport, music, all sorts of things. Game time, take the stress out of all of that. Um Game time guarantee is the best thing about uh, game time. Yeah, they credit you 110% of the difference if you can find uh, tickets in the same section and row for less. They've got flash deals. Um, they have last-minute ticket sales, all kinds of great stuff here. Uh, so snag the tickets without the stress with game time. The perfect holiday gift. Download the game time app, create an account. Use the code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time Today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. And Hall of Fame bets helping everybody win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. The Hall of Fame bets sports betting analytic platform. Parlays, player props, game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Put your ideas into the Parley Optimizer. You get hit rates broken down by a leg, expected probabilities. You can sort the players, um, who's hot and who's not, etc. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with 
Hall of Fame bets. Looks like I might have missed the boards to live bet this uh, bowl game. It's 21 nothing already, Moon. We might have to just take a total of over 75 or something. I don't think Western Kentucky are going to hang very long, unfortunately, in this one. Um, so, yeah, the next little glob is the, the the teams that are between 10 and 20 to 1. And this is where I might get a little bit more interest and where some future money might be spread about. The New York Mets are in there. Actually, 9 to 1, the New York Mets, so not quite double figures. The D-backs are 11s. Um, the Padres, 14s, the Giants, 15s, the Cubs, 16s, and the Cardinals at 18s. Um, it's easier to say that the way I do this is just find, put a line through the teams I don't want to bet on first. Yeah. Um, the Mets, I was just out on until I see what they're going to do. Um, I've got no instinct at all to back the Padres. I just don't really want to bet them after last year, what I saw. And they've lost their best player as well. The Giants are interesting because they're doing something. They've got a lot of upside players, actually, that I think can take a step forward. Um, Patrick Bailey, I put in that, the catcher. Uh, Marco Luciano, rookie. But, yeah, Jung-Hoo Lee, obviously been a great signing. We've already mentioned the Blake Snell. Just about every um, player that you talk about has had a Giants link. Um, that middle order is a little bit weird. That's all. It's an all X-Mets. Um, but, yeah, Wilma Flores... Michael Conforto and J.D. Davis, again, have got a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, Arizona, I didn't want to just come on and give Arizona out because I was on them last year. Um, but I think they're, they're genuinely interested. That what they've done is they've had a good season and they've already improved, which is the way to do it. That's the way teams need to be building. Um, they have already spent on re-signing Lourdes Guriel, which mm -hmm. was good. Um, they picked up Erod and uh, Eugenio Suarez. So the, the 12 to 1 is a fair price on the D-backs. And now I'm just seeing Stephen Williams is coming in the chat. Um, uh, hammering the Cardinals. Does that mean he wants to back them or he doesn't want to back them? Because I want nothing to do with St. Louis at all. I think there's a huge disconnect between what they were maybe 18 months ago, what I thought they were going to be and what they've become. I don't quite know what's happened. The front office seems to have got everything very wrong. So I don't want anything to do uh, with the Cardinals at all. The Cubs, I think the lineup looks really good. The rotation is okay. Again, it's obvious to say, but the key is the business that they do. Um, I like them at uh, 16 to 1. I think they've got a good chance of winning the division as well. It's a pretty soft division. So I think you can get a run out the Cubs. I, I was just saying that I want to have a live a bet that's still live come September. I think the Cubs will be because they're going to be around the top end of that division. So I almost guarantee um, that I'm going to get some kind of playoff run out of them. And finally, Moonaf, uh, there's one that's a bigger price than all of those uh, that I did mention a couple of weeks ago. And it's the Washington Nationals of the rest. Um, I think they've improved. Um, and I can see a little bit of Baltimore in them. Uh, Baltimore yeah. kind of came from nowhere a couple of years ago. Um, they're young. I like a lot of their players. C.J. Abrams, uh, Lane Thomas, Stone Garrett. And all those pitches, Josiah Green, McKenzie go. Obviously, they need to back that up a little bit. But they're, they're a big price. Uh, probably more interest when it comes to the totals, which we're going to come to in a little while. Uh, but of the two, I would say the Cubs, it's 16 to 1. And then to use your term, Moon, I'll have a pizza bet, not a steak dinner bet, on the uh, Nationals at 75. Yeah, I think the Cubs are the most intriguing team to me uh, in the National League coming into this year. I know they were in the rumors for Otani and um, you know him being on the Cubbies, you know, with 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 Suzuki there, and you know, um, I, I like the Cubs for the division 
I know Milwaukee has pretty much dominated in this division. Um, we saw, we know we talked a lot about Justin Steele last year for Cy Young. I had some juicy tickets on him. Um, you know, I, I feel like they still need to add a couple more pitchers in their rotation as well. Uh, Jamison Tyone hasn't been, you know, the guy that maybe he wanted to pan, pan out to be in his career. Um, there's been flashes where there's been stretches where he looks like a, you know, a number two pitcher for you. And then there's times where he looks like he doesn't even belong in the national or sorry, in the major league. So, um, you know, they have Jordan Wicks as well. Javier Assad, I know last season had some flashes there as well. So I think that's the only concern I have about is the pitching rotation. Um, the lineup speak for himself, right? I mean, there's a lot of names out of people that true or maybe, you know, casual baseball fans haven't heard of, but, you know, hardcore guys like us. No, we know some of these guys, right? They signed Dansby Swanson last year away from the Atlanta Braves. Christopher Marble was good last year. Um, Nico Horner, Ian Happ, obviously Suzuki as well. So I really like this young lineup. There's a lot of speed in this lineup as well. Um, guys that can, you know, score runs, get on base, steal bases. And they're also guys that can hit for power as well. So I like what I've seen from this Cubs team. I really do like them for the division. I think that'll be an intriguing price for sure. You mentioned the Cardinals with Steven. I am completely out on this team. This rotation that they put together, Mal, is I just don't get it. I understand last year it was a whole, you know, Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright, you know, leaving and retiring from their from their organization of how long they had been there. But Sonny Gray, all right, I can see the potential there with him. But outside of that, Kyle Gibson doesn't excite me. He 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 shows flashes of having a good season, but always tails off. Steven Motts was a fade last year as well. Lance Lynn. I mean, we talked about at volumes. He was just coming in within the first couple innings there and just giving up five, six, seven, eight runs to the opposition. So I don't think this is a world series type of pitching rotation for this Cardinals team. And we also saw the rumors last year, Mal, that, they may want to move from on from Nolan Arenado. I think that that's still on the on the table for the um, for the St. Louis Cardinals. Paul Goldschmidt is the one guy I absolutely trust in this lineup. You know, a former NL MVP. He brought in Wilson Contreras from the Cubs. I mean, Jordan Walker as well. So there's there's definitely potential in the lineup. I'm just not sold that this pitching rotation is a team that can carry you to the playoffs or even carry you further. So um, I'm out on the Cardinals as well. I think the Padres are intriguing, Mal, just because I know they lost Juan Soto, obviously, but I really do like the package that they did receive in the trade from the New York Yankees. I know Michael King, um, if he's able to command the ball and, and locate his ball even more, I mean, there was flashes where within the first three, four innings, he had like seven, eight strikeouts. So he's a great strikeout pitcher. You still have, obviously, um, Fernando Tatis Jr. If he can mature a little bit, and, and it'll emerge as a leader for this team. I think they're going to be okay. You still have Manny Machado, Xander Bogars as well. Um, the rotation with you, Darvis, Joe Musgrove, Michael King, I think that's pretty excitable if you're a San Diego Padres fan. But of the teams that you did name there, I, I really do like the Chicago Cubbies. I think they're very intriguing, especially in, the, in a division, Mal, that the Brewers, I know with – Brandon Woodruff and um, Corbin Burns always there. I saw Corbin Burns name in rumors as well. So keep that in mind. So I think that for the most upside, I guess I think that's the right way to put it. The Chicago Cubs are the most intriguing team for me as well. Yeah, I just uh, pulled up the Cardinals. Um, 
Ross resource again just to check. I missed something um, with with Stephen saying you signed them. Yeah, and I don't think I have. I, I, uh, um, nothing, nothing there that blows my skirt up at all. The Padres just don't look to have much depth, Munaf. Um, and one of the things you know about an MLB season is you need depth. Once, say five SPs aren't good enough. You need seven, eight, nine. Um, and e- even in the uh, in the lineup, as it stands, I mean, there's obviously players. Uh, they could spend some more money, but there's just not an awful lot of depth, and that is the yeah. sort of thing that can ca- that catch you out in the dog days of summer um, if you don't have the players to come in. Um, final thing we'll have a little gander at then, Moon, is the totals. So this is quite interesting for me because none of my uh, books in this country had any totals up. So I kind of was making me own, um, and then about an hour ago, you sent across... Um, the totals from from books that you'd found in the state. So just interesting to see um, how kind of near I was. Um, I mean, the teams just go, going by those couple of tiers. Actually, the the Dodgers and the Braves, uh, one hundred and one and a half. Uh, the Phillies then in the little tier all by themselves, eighty nine and a half. And then, as you'd expect, everyone then drops down to eighty five and a half. The teams you just mentioned. Uh, the Cubs and the Diamondbacks at 85 and a half and so on and so forth. So uh, totals, Moon, not something I'll be getting involved with uh, loads. I just wish you could parlay a couple of them. If I could parlay two or three teams mm-hmm. uh, for a total, you can't. But, I mean, um, it's not really a working man's bet to go uh, long, long-term long on totals. But early uh, early thoughts on any totals you might be taking, Moon. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a chalk with the, uh, with the Dodgers there, but... This team has won 106 games at minimum in three of the last four seasons. And I know the 2020 season was a shortened year, but that was a year where they had 60 games because of COVID and they won 71% of their games. So we finished the season 43 and 17 that year. So we know that eventually that this team is going to turn the, the flip the switch and turn it on and win games. I mean, there's going to be separate times during the regular season where the Dodgers put together win streaks of 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 games. And with the with the talent and the star power now, even more with Otani on this team, I think they're you know they're going to go out and probably win another 105 games in my eyes at minimum. Unless something catastrophic happens, um this team is always going to be at the uh at the at the at the top of the National League as far as wins go. So I mean, it's a chalk. It's 101 and a half for a reason, but I like the Dodgers to go over on their win total. I think that that's pretty much a given for me. Um, I'll throw another at you. I guess we could kind of go, you know, uh, back and forth here. Um, the Cardinals, 84 and a half. I just mentioned it. I am not sold on this pitching rotation. I think the under is in play there, 84 and a half. And if we're higher on the Cubs, you know, coming into this season, I think that's you know uh, um, a team that I want to play the under on. Um, again, I mentioned that Nolan Arenado may be a player that they may move on from or trade and get some more prospects in there. Sonny Gray, yeah, I, I respect him. He's a great pitcher, but after that, I'm not very excited about this uh, rotation either. So uh, I'll take the under on the Cardinals at 84 and a half here, Mal. What, what do you like in this uh, NL? With two that I liked, and I just think. The, the the first one is the San Francisco Giants. The total is eighty two and a half. I like the over. Um, I just think they are doing. They're going to do enough business. That surely has to make them a team that are three games better than five hundred. Um, I don't actually remember what they 
uh, what they finished on uh, last season. Uh, could top me head, I can't find it. Uh, um, last year, I think there were seventy three last year, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Let me let me um, confirm that. Yeah, you did that up. But yeah, I just think they have to improve it. You see, with Jung Hu Lee talk about some pitches if it's not Blake Snell. Um, so I, I quite like the Giants, although that division is competitive. And the other one um, is not a team we haven't really mentioned so far. Uh, the New York Mets, again, the total is 83 and a half. And surely, Moonaf, they have to be better. They've got to get back to being somewhat competitive. Because last year, the wheels came off uh, pretty quickly, frankly. Uh, mm-hmm. They came off entirely, and they came off early. Uh, we Rockford's rants. Uh, we decided we were going to inaugurate into the show. Um, hopefully, not as many Rockford rants about the New York Mets. The lineup still plenty competitive. Um, yeah. You've got Kodai Senger, who was great, settled into a, a second season. They picked up Luis Severino, and again, they're going to spend some money. They, they've been linked with just about every free agent uh that's kicking around so i think they are, i mean that four games over 500 moon that doesn't seem a stretch um again it's a little bit similar to the yelly angels so it's something's going to go tits up um but yeah the mets over 83 and a half for me uh giants won 79 last year um there 79 and 83 yeah. four more wins yeah we can do that yeah, and the previous year they were eighty-one and eighty-one in that uh, previous year is when they won one hundred and seven games uh, in the twenty twenty-one year. Um, so let me ask you this: if they, uh, if the Mets end up with Yamamoto in their rotation, where does that, where does this Mets team, where does, where does that put you with the Mets? Like, do you think they're a World Series contender at that point, or no? Well, no, because it's a, it's an unknown. If it was a if it was your stellar MLB hardened starting pitcher, um, but it's just uh, so many unknowns with the with Japanese pitchers. And as it stands, actually, recently Kodai Senga was great. I mean, the fact that they use a different size ball absolutely blows my mind. Like, yeah. if you're a professional athlete, the tiniest of changes has to throw you off a little bit. The fact yeah. Kodai Senga can come in and do what he did. Uh, it's absolutely mind-boggling. Obviously, sure he's done it, but uh, the, the, all the Japanese pitchers have come in and struggled. So, no, I don't think it puts him into World Series contenders. Certainly, would he'd be worth four or five war, though, surely, to get them to uh, put them up to 87, 88, 89 wins, which would get them way over this. Um, but, yeah, just they've got to be competitive in that division because it is tricky. The Marlins aren't going... Um, kind of bang average on and the Marlins are a 500 yeah. team I'm expecting some improvement from the Nationals as I just mentioned you've got the Braves who are a powerhouse and the Phillies who are very much an open book and we know what they're doing the Mets have got to be competing they've got to get themselves back up to somewhere between the Phillies and the Braves this time around so yeah I wouldn't put them in the World Series um, bracket with Yamamoto but it certainly helped with the over I think for the Mets it's always about the offense like I mean, the potential of this lineup, it, it's there every single year. It's just they can't put it together. I mean, when you talk about the Francisco Lindors of the world, the Jeff McNeils, the Brandon Nimmo's, the starting Martes, like these are all guys that can hit for average. Like these should be guys at minimum that should be hitting above 260, 270 for you and just doesn't pan out for them every single year. So and we know Pete Alonso is a guy that's going to get you 40 minimum, 40 home runs uh, every single year. And he's because he has that type of power. But, you know, you 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 brought up Francisco Alvarez last year. You know, DJ Stewart is supposed to be in that outfield for this team uh, this upcoming season as well. So 
this lineup, I mean, one through seven, one through eight, I mean, it's it's pretty good. It's just that they just haven't been able to put it together, um, you know, for the past several seasons. And, you know, you talked about Severino before his injuries. He was, I think, in that Cy Young conversation, I think three seasons ago. Right. And obviously injuries do derail that. And sometimes it takes pitchers a while to get back to form. Kodai Senga last year was absolutely amazing. You know, the walks were concerned from him, but obviously being in the first season in the MLB where, like you mentioned, the the the, the size of the, the baseballs are different and just getting used to the pace of play with the pitch clock and all that, it takes a little while to, you know, to adjust all that. So I think that if they're able to get Yamamoto or maybe not even Yamamoto, maybe get another, like let's just say they got Blake Snell into this, into this rotation, I think this team would be okay. It's just them about being managed well, and it's just about the hitters putting it together because, again, like I mentioned, you have guys in this lineup that should be hitting four to five guys at minimum at 270-plus on their batting average. So for me, I think you would probably be able to get a better line on this Mets and see how they do in the first couple of weeks in the regular season. Is it going to be like, oh, is it going to be the same old Mets that we've seen year in and year out, or is something going to be different for this team in this upcoming season? So they're always a wild card you know, every single season. And some important things for the Mets. Firstly, the, the second season rookies, uh, can they take a step forward? Because there was a little bit of chat in the middle of the season last year about the baby Mets when they went yeah. on a little run. You mm-hmm. just mentioned Alvarez, Brett Beatty, yeah. uh, Mark Vientos uh, in the AMC. have been kicking around out with that Mets farm system for a number of years now. Um, and the second thing is um, Edwin Diaz, who's probably, he was the best reliever in the business. Uh, He'll be back. At that incredibly unfortunate injury at the uh, World Baseball Classic, but will be back and will move the needle for them uh, just a little bit, even a little bit of leadership, you know, and something in that bullpen. So, yeah, a couple of important things there for the Mets. Um, Moonaf, I am done uh, for my little uh, picks. Do you have anything else you want to tell the people about? No, I think we covered, again, we're, you know, getting to this early on. I think there's still some... um... Some moves obviously to be made for a lot of these teams, you know, whether it's in the National League, whether it's in the American League. Um, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, some of these general managers and front offices kind of mold and finalize their rosters. But again, we're like I mentioned, we're about two weeks away um, from the turn of the calendar year before we know it. Catchers and pitchers are going to be reporting and um, it, it, pretty soon we're going to start doing division previews as well. So, um yeah. You know, baseball's right around the corner, but yeah, we're we're here early and just you know talking some futures and see where we end up. Yeah, it won't be long. The mascot in this college football game, enough, is a giant slice of toast, uh, and I'm not really sure what's going on. There's a bloke dressed as an eight foot high slice of toast, uh, which is yeah, I'm a big. I fan think of that. that's um, that because you mentioned at the beginning that it's the I, that's I guess the company that's sponsoring the right. Bowl. Okay, so they probably just have some some guy out there just like a piece of toast you people have some funny customs in your country let me tell you um what does uh what does christmas week look like in uh in manji towers how's the uh how's the boy getting on oh he's getting on seven months now uh it time is it feels like it's already flying um but we have a couple of christmas holiday parties with uh with family over the weekend and then um still obviously sports ramps up during like the Christmas time, like there's still plenty of yeah. games going on. So I mean, we're still going to be working and uh, you know putting out our pods, whether it's for 
NFL, NBA, but um, I mean, I think it's a good reminder for our listeners and even us, man. It's 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 holiday season. Just enjoy the time with your loved ones, your family and friends. And you know, before we know it, it's gonna be the new year and gonna be grinding away a new year. So I think this is a time to really kind of Maybe I take a little step back, uh, enjoy time with your uh, loved ones, and and uh, don't have to tell me to eat some good food and and, and sweets and stuff like that. So, uh, <laughs> but it's going to be another year in the books for us for as far as sports gambling podcast network, and just can't wait for the for the for the MLB season with not only you, Mal, but with Scott and Dylan and and Lante as well. Yeah, I'm sure you work on that Santa Claus silhouette moon off that you've got <laughs> uh, this week. Uh, thanks, mate. That was loads of fun. I haven't spoken to you for ages, so I very yeah. much enjoyed that. And I always, uh, it's refreshing having a little look around uh, the baseball stuff when you've had your uh, head stuck in the Premier League and the NFL and your fantasy teams and all sorts of things. So um, thanks, everyone, who joined the chat. Uh, Catfish and uh, Steve, our Cardinals guy, uh, and Donahue, early doors as well. Um, we do appreciate it. So, yeah, uh, Give us a thumbs up and a like and a five stars, whatever you do and whatever platform you use. Thank you, Moon. Thank you, everybody. Have a great Christmas week. Good luck with all your bets. Uh, we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>